0: Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom
1: and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I'm excited to have our uh, local in-house CPA, Seth Peabody, on the call today. Seth, how are you doing, buddy?
0: Doing pretty good. How's it going?
1: Uh, going good. Uh, we've just been uh, we've just been sitting here talking about taxes for probably 15 or 20 minutes before we even uh, turned on the recording because it's just so much fun, right?
0: That's right. Well, it excites me. Most people, it doesn't excite, but I know you've probably seen it in the news—the uh, new tax bill that uh, come to play—and and there's thousands of questions
1: yeah absolutely uh uh land land breaking paradigm shifting uh tax changes and uh so we're um trying to make sense of it um and in order to uh filter it down to to our members and listeners and 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 try to figure out some ways where um, you can decrease your taxes and you can uh, build long-term wealth. So um, that's, that, that's really what we're, we're here to do. And that's the reason we're doing this, so we can share this with our, with our listeners. So um, Seth, why don't we, uh, let's just kind of uh, give you a little intro here. Why don't you, won't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: So, for the past seventeen years i've had the pleasure of uh serving small medium, and large sized businesses for tax planning and tax preparation, staying in compliance with uh our friends at the i r s and your local state authorities uh I have a wife, two kids, and uh born and raised in atlanta
1: all right well uh i we've been uh, you've been my personal accountant for probably five or six years, I guess. It's been, it's been a while. Time flies. Yeah. Time, time does fly. But, uh, I appreciate, uh, uh, all the help that you've given me and, uh, and that, that I know you're working with, uh, with some of our high speed Alliance, uh, members and, and I appreciate that, uh, on their behalf. Um, so, you know, we've got, you know, a short period of time here. So we've, we've got to try to be pretty focused. So, Um, the majority of our listeners are physicians and dentists and, uh, we small business owners. And so there are some really specific things that are going to affect those, those, those those people. So we're going to try to keep it, uh, I, I, Seth, I tried to, uh, I, I tried to get, get, get prepared for this, uh, and. I, I pulled up the tax bill and it was over a thousand pages with, with references <laughs> going here and there. And I thought, Oh my goodness, there's no way I'm going to be able to uh, read this entire thing. So, um, you know, you and I have talked about some of these things and I've read some of the summaries and, you know, trying to, I've, I've, I've tried to read a good bit on it, but, um, uh, there's no way we can do it justice in a, uh, in a, in a very short podcast, but, um, let's just kind of talk with, um, you know, let's, let's start on, uh, on, on corporations here and let's talk about, you know, a uh, you know, what what are the corporate changes? Or I'll tell you what. Before we do that, let's just give us a big picture of of some of like the the really big big changes that 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 happened with this tax bill.
0: So the big change is uh, if you're a C corp, the new uh, tax flat rate is twenty one percent. So for most of the audience that are dentists, doctors, and in the service based industry, if they were C corp, they were known as a personal service corporation, a PFC. And they had a flat tax rate, which was 35. Uh, so that 35 has dropped down to 21. And there doesn't seem to be any limitations yet on uh, phasing out and do, and being at a higher tax rate. So that will, that's a huge advantage to uh, C-Corp owners. Now on the S-Corp LLC sole proprietor side, there's still a bunch of questions. The IRS is going to have to uh, define what the house and Senate meant by a new 20% business income deduction. And so all the CPAs are still kind of confused on what it means as well. So we're waiting for the IRS to come up with the definition and rules and regs for us to kind of fall along behind and figure out what everybody meant Mm
1: -hmm. and report
0: it. But thankfully we got, 365 days to figure it out.
1: <laughs> so, uh, a, a lot of these changes uh, there's there's some things that that were permanent but a lot of these changes are there I mean there's a there's a uh, a timeline on this which it looks like it's like to 2025 most of these changes that are made are only for this time period. Is that is that correct? Correct.
0: Correct. All these roll out at the end of uh, 2025 which is Seven years from now, so that's uh, that would be at the end of the current administration if they had a second term so I think that was on purpose they just couldn't get it all in in as automatic you know full changes they there is a sunset on most of these
1: okay so um so you mentioned uh and we we, we, we talked let us let's dig in a little bit deeper on the uh on on the corporate you know i, I think the majority of of our uh, you know small medical and dental businesses are, are, are S-corps. and so it it's unknown really right now how that's how that's going to affect. And so you and I were talking earlier. Uh, there's a possibility that some, that you know, we've we always just assumed that these small medical dental practices were, were going to be S-corps, but now with these new changes, you've got a lot of work to do to figure out if that's still the best organization versus uh, starting to see more people go back to C-corps uh, to take advantage of the new tax laws,
0: right? Right. So it's going to be, we're gonna, we may see a lot of entity changes coming uh, in the next year. And it kind of just depends on how the IRS rules on uh, this new 20% deduction. So we LLCs, uh, S-Corps may start electing the taxes of the C-Corp when in the last 30 years, everybody was running away from C-Corps. Right. So it may have completely reversed it. So we'll see what happens. S-Corps can go back and forth. Now, if an LLC elects to be a C-Corp, uh, I'm not sure that it can go back to be an LLC. So when this sun sets, you know, is that the right decision? Should you stay in LLC for the next seven years, maybe pay a little bit higher in tax? But who knows what the tax rates are going to be, you know, 10 years from now. Right. So, Tax, tax planning is going to be fun this year. We're on the CPA side. I think since we're a bunch of bean counters, I think we're going to be pretty excited. Yeah. Fun yeah. Stuff. Well-
1: Definitely got a lot of a lot of, a lot of things to talk about um, uh, for for uh, well I, I guess while we're kind of talking about businesses on the high end, the section 179 change was a big one. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes sir,
0: section one seventy nine was at uh, a half a million limitation and went up to a million limitation. and the big thing in that is it allowed for some tenant improvements. Um, and some real property improvements to fall under 179, which in the past, they didn't really fall under 179. Mm-hmm. Plus the bonus depreciation, which was going to phase out over the next few years, it went from 50% to 100%. Um, so there's different rules associated with section 179, which is a depreciation rule. And then there's bonus depreciation, which is a whole nother set of rules. And then there's regular depreciation. So you kind of have to start planning on in that regard too. What are you going to take 179? You're going to take bonus. Um, It's probably no point in taking 179 unless you're over half of it. So there's tax planning this year is going to be very important. Obviously, probably over the next seven years based on these new rules. Mm -hmm. You know, what's best, what's best for you individually specific to your situation as a as a business owner mm-hmm. and you're going to have to sit down with your cpa and pencil it out yeah it's gonna be pretty important yeah absolutely
1: probably more important this year than it has been in previous years reducing taxes is always a big one but uh, uh this is uh probably a year like 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 we haven't had in the near right. uh, near near uh history where we're just going to really have to, that's really going to be super important this year. So, um, you know, we've talked about real estate a little bit, so there are some, some changes that are going to affect real estate, um, on, on the investment, uh, and on the corporation side, there's a lot of different, different things. You want to, uh, talk about that a little bit.
0: Um, so this, uh, 20% pass through income deduction or whatever they're going to end up calling it. I'm sure they'll abbreviate it, but, um, that, it wasn't available, obviously, to real estate uh, companies or real estate investors. And now there's an opportunity to take a 20% deduction on the pass-through income for your real estate property. Mm. Um, also, with uh, with the new 179 rules, and you do a you perform a cost segregation study on your property. Do those New 179 rules and bonus rules fall. You know those categories fall into those rules. So there may be some big, big deductions to be able to to take, especially if you're a uh, you're a doctor or a dentist and your are self occupied, self rental property. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some major deductions that will be able you'll be able to take.
1: Yeah. And, and that section one seventy nine that's that that is going to be applicable to I mean not just a dentist in his or a doctor in their own practice but also for commercial buildings and uh, right. that type of right. uh, real estate
0: it wasn't necessarily available until now mm-hmm. until this tax law so it was really a a tax law for um, real estate it was a tax law for distribution retail uh manufacturing companies, but for uh service based industry, uh I'm not sure if this is going to turn out so well for them. Um that's why the tax planning is going to be pretty important. Because if you're just a W two employee at, you know, and you're a doctor working for a hospital, your tax return is going to be completely different than your buddy who has a practice down the street and it's a small business that's an S Corp. Um it's it's turned, it's turned a lot of it upside down. Right. So um, you're going to see a lot of people moving, try to moving out from W-2s and seeing people move more into W-2 compensation. Right. So it depends on where you sit. Um, The other important things are the state and local tax uh, limitations up to $10,000 now and the uh, limitation on mortgage interest. Um, but that the good thing is if you don 't refi your loan it 's grandfathered in up to the million dollar limitation, and now it 's down to seven hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. for new debt so if you don 't refi your loan um, then you 're okay but i don 't know how many people are going to refinance your loan with interest rates as low as they are because they 're just going to keep going up right right right
1: so uh, let, let's let 's take that one a little bit deeper there so if if we have a uh, a member uh, who was purchasing a new home? If they were purchasing a home that was under seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, then the they get the, the the full interest deduction uh, that they would be able to take up to that point. But if they bought a house that was a million or one point two five, then they're 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 limited on the okay. interest up to the seven fifty, right?
0: Yeah. Yes and no, because they also limited the deduction for home equity line. Right. So you know. If you're over the four was it four fifty, four fifteen, four twenty five jumbo loan, most people get a home equity line. Right. So now the home equity line interest is thrown out. You can't deduct that. You used
1: to could could deduct that, but not anymore, right?
0: Right. So that's out. So um more you you probably see fixed larger fixed rate mortgages or the eighty twenty fixed rate mortgages, I think. Uh, but you're right. So if they bought a new home, that's 1.25. They're going to be phased out at a certain period after 750,000, and they may not be able to deduct as much in mortgage interest. Mm-hmm. So wow. if you're buying a 1.2 million dollar home and you think you're going to get to deduct 60, 70,000 in interest, and all of a sudden you deduct 30,000 in interest, you know that's where another tax planning. Comes into play,
1: sure. and uh, uh, that could just that one little simple tax law could affect uh, home sales and home valuations above that 750. I think we're probably going to see that in some of the uh, higher price markets. That's probably going to affect things in California and New York and and some of those places too, right?
0: Yeah. Well, so we'll see if that changes the uh, home price to see if they come down or go up. But I'm sure the uh, the mortgage industry can find a way around this and be able to help taxpayers deduct mortgage interest. Cause that's a big, that's a big thing to people.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, you know, let's, you know, we, we kind of talked about, you know, how this doesn't really, uh, favor service industries. Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit and just, uh, the economy in general. Um, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, manufacturing and and uh, you know, that this is called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So uh we're we're trying to create some jobs um just on a high level, you know, what industries do you think are gonna benefit the most from uh from from the from the tax laws and you know, where do you think a lot of those jobs are gonna go?
0: I mean, I think it would if they're going to reinvest. It's going to be on the manufacturing, retail, distribution side. But you know, I mean, they say this is going to create jobs. But we got to sit back and wait to see if it's going to create jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the economy already growing, does this help the economy? Does it hurt the economy? I mean, obviously, we've seen uh, you know good reports on the market, how the market feels about it. Um, and so, the larger C corps. The major companies, I think, are they're, they're happy about this law. The lobbyists pushed pretty well for those C corps, but uh, you know what's made this country great is small, medium-sized businesses, and there there's more of those, and there's they employ more employees. So it'll be interesting to see over the next uh, decade how this increases the unemployment rate. Definitely. Um, let's
1: talk about, um, capital gains treatment. Um, we, they, we had some, some minor tweaks there. You want to address that? That's, uh, that's whenever all they we, didn't, we always like to get capital gains whenever we can. Um,
0: exactly. I mean, that's what planning's about is moving, uh, your ordinary, your dollar from ordinary income tax to capital gains income tax. The capital gain income tax wasn't really touched. So we still have the, um, zero, 15, and 20% federal tax on capital gains, um, and then whatever your state applicable rate is going to be. So that's the good thing is they didn't really touch the capital gain rates too much or affect those, uh, the limitations to it um, that they had passed in previous years.
1: So uh now we do have uh one thing and this may get this I, I was going to save this one for kind of the back end for our, for our members only but this may get a little deep but uh just as far as it relates to uh syndications there's there there's a there's a big one with the uh the holding period um on the carried interest um let's right. like ex- explain that uh for our listeners uh, a little yeah.
0: Exactly. So you have to hold the asset now for three years. And I don't know if that's three calendar years or 36 months, they're going to come back and define that. But, um, the holding period, there wasn't a holding period for carried interest. So now you have to hold that, uh, asset for three years before you can qualify for carried interest, which is taxed capital gain rates. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see because, you know, most people that are in that carried interest industries, you know, they're trying to flip the assets as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, uh, you know, are they going to make a decision to go ahead and take the hit on the ordinary income or are they, are your holding period now increased, mm-hmm. you know, you're carrying costs. So your carrying costs now, you know, tripled, yeah. <laughs> so to speak, if you're going to hold it for three years, yeah, uh, how does that play into their uh, return on investment? And that's where everybody's held to is the standard of, you know, return on investment. So it'll be interesting to see how people hold on to assets and don't hold on to assets.
1: So, so that yeah, that's, so that, 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 that's a, that's a little bonus for, for our listeners. If you're a syndicator or an investor in a syndicator, uh, in a syndication, um, in order to get the long-term capital gains treatment, you have to hold it for three years where, and I think a lot of our syndications are longer term. Some of them are five to seven years before we anticipate a capital event. But uh, there are instances where uh, sometimes it would make sense to sell at the at the 24-month mark. And so now um, our, our, our general partners in those syndications are gonna have to uh, talk with their members and figure out, does it make sense to pay that higher tax rate or, or, or to hold beyond the, the three year period. So that's a, that, that, that's a biggie as it applies to syndications.
0: Okay. It's going to be about, if I can add in, it's going to yeah. be about a 10% increase in tax between the ordinary income and capital gain rates, you know, on average, just looking at U S plus state rates. Yeah. So, I mean, you're losing 10% of your money off the top. That's a pretty good amount of money
1: going to have to be a good good sale to make it up, right?
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, All right, Seth, so let's see. um, You know, I'm sure you've seen tons and tons of mistakes in planning and accounting. Um, You know, what are are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen? I'm sure you've seen uh, some big ones, and I'm sure you're able to fix some of them, but there's probably some that are not fixable.
0: You know, it surprises me Uh, Just across the country, I have clients in 40-plus different states, Um, so obviously I've seen a lot of returns from large firms all the way to small firms, and there's not really any CPA common mistakes that I can think of just by looking at returns, but CPAs aren't by nature proactive, and they don't reach out to clients and say, hey, let's do tax planning. What's your tax going to be this year? Well, I don't know. I'm just going to figure it out in April. You know, that's the wrong time to get a call and mm-hmm. let you know that you owe 50 grand. So normally what I do with clients is we'll do a planning session in July and August and a planning session, October, November, December, uh, implement whatever tax strategies we can, reduce what tax we can, and then plan for the tax, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier to know that you owe tax in December than when you owe tax the day before you have to pay it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the biggest Biggest mistake, I guess number two is um, accountants not being proactive, they're reactive. They're they're not bringing tax strategies to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And and part of that is most CPAs or most CPA firms get sued over tax issues rather than any other type of issue. Um, But, you know, if you come to the table with tax strategies and you're saving clients money, then, you know, and they explain it and they understand it, then I don't see what the issue is. So I think being reactive and not planning, not bringing strategies to the table is a problem in our industry.
1: Yeah. Well, this is, uh, this is probably as good a time as any to, to give a plug, but if you're listening out there, um, uh, this, this, this is a year where it makes a lot of sense to, uh, to touch base with your accountant early and often. So, uh, um, if, if you don't have a good one, uh, we'll, we'll tell you how to get in touch with Seth. And if you do have a good one, uh, make sure that, that you are in touch with them uh, early and often because this is going to be a really important year with a lot of tax changes and uh, need to probably look at it closer than you ever have this year,
0: right? Yeah, I rec- exactly. I recommend sometime. Uh, obviously, we're going to go through tax season pretty soon um, and try to finish as many tax returns we can for 17 between now and April 15th. But sometime in May, contact your CPA or contact me. I'd be happy to get on a phone call or meet you and just uh, plan it out and figure out what 18 is going to look like for you. Um, And then um, just continue that planning. Typically, we'll run four or five different scenarios each time we do a planning session. Um, And what it is, is it's basically just a mock return. So we actually prepare a return that says, hey, if we file the return right now, this is what it would look like. Right. And then you know what it is, and then you can plan from there. Yeah. The biggest mistake that I see clients make, and we we were talking about mistakes that CPAs make, but the biggest mistake clients make is they they close a transaction, so they purchase a practice or they sell a practice or an asset or an investment before actually talking to the CPA and planning it out and asking their advice. Um, and many times we can change some words and change the way things are sold where we can save tens of thousands of dollars at tax. But yeah. after the fact, we can't go back and change uh, what has been done.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, g- excellent point. I know I live that as well. When I was looking at selling my business, there's a tremendous number of ways that it can be done. And in order to do it right, you have to work very closely with your accountant uh, in order to make sure that you get the most advantageous tax treatment. So, uh, definitely, uh, don't do anything. Don't, don't make any moves without, without consulting, uh, and, and getting everything done. Don't big, I, that would be a huge mistake. Right.
0: Right. And if you're if you ask your CPA and they don't give you a long answer, go ask another CPA. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> okay, Seth. So, you know, one thing that we were talking about was, Uh, how some of the deductions are going to affect uh, the individual tax returns and the, and the, and the tax rates for the renter's market. So, and so the changes to those people is going to affect us as, as, uh, as landlords and as owners of the rental properties. So, you know, explain that a little bit for our listeners, how, how, how that's going, how those dominoes line up.
0: So, Um, the, the standard deduction has doubled, so it's gone from 12,000 to 24,000. Um, I guess the question is what is the psychology of a low income earner who wants to buy a house and do they use that mortgage interest really to reduce their tax, to get a refund to pay for food and their you know their their rent payment or their mortgage payment and how that affects it. So now if your standard deduction is doubled and goes up to above twenty thousand, does it disinterest them to buy a house and make them or want them to rent? They may want to rent more mm-hmm. instead of buying a house because they can't use that interest deduction. They can't use the real estate tax deduction. Right, so does that increase? Does that help the residential market? And I think it probably will. Yeah, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, uh, that uh, the 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 renters market looks great for the foreseeable future, and that could be uh, you know one one extra uh, little thing that that, that keeps it uh, and and keeps it looking that way. And uh, that that's certainly better for uh, for real estate investors who are looking to to own rental properties.
0: Right. Right. You got a lot of, a lot of things affecting that, uh, residential rental market. You got millennials who want to uh, rent longer than own. You got this new standard deduction that's doubled, that disinnovizes, uh, doesn't motivate people to want to go own a house mm. to get the mortgage interest. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you, and on the investor side, your interest rates are so low. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this market plays out and how this tax bill uh, creates jobs and you know reduces taxes for folks and how it affects the the market in general and the real estate market.
1: Seth, do you have a do you have a favorite quote or a, or a favorite book?
0: Uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I'll probably butcher it just because uh, I'm a CPA. But if you're the <laughs> smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. I, I like and that. I, I, like, I like to surround myself with uh, folks that are smarter than me so I can learn from them um, and, in any industry. So, uh, you know, folks that are very, you know, tax law attorneys that are looking for different tax strategies to reduce ordinary income tax rates and uh, other folks in different industries and be able to use that and their lessons uh, and apply it to our industry. And I don't think a lot of CPAs go out and look for uh, ways to grow. And I don't know if they know how to even apply learning things mm-hmm. from other industries and applying it to their industry. All right.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I love that quote. And I believe in that one as well. Um, so uh, what's your, what's your definition of freedom, Seth? What's that mean to you?
0: Freedom, freedom uh, to make, <laughs> be able to make a financial decision or just a family decision without negative influences, you know, negative influences being, you know, uh, consumer debt, uh, payroll, vendors, income taxes, knowing all that's taken care of, or you have a plan for it. So it's not, uh, you know, muddying the waters when you try to make a decision on your life moving forward. Um, If you're worried about, the money you got to spend or pay on, you know, mortgage debt or, uh, consumer debt or payroll or taxes, you know, you may not be making a clear financial decision. You know, an opportunity may arise and you think you don't know what your ordinary income tax is and you go make that investment. And then you find out you, your ordinary income tax or your taxes are higher than you, uh, were, then you, you know, you start worrying about that investment and hoping that that investment's going to, pay off so you can pay your tax you know and there's things like there's things like like that so you know uh just being uh wise having your most of your debt paid off and uh knowing that you're in a good financial position always helps you make a clear decision
1: Wise advice, very good. So, uh, Seth, you want to give a, a phone number? We're, we'll put it in the in the show notes. But uh, phone number or email where where listeners can get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, the best best uh, way is email, which is Seth S E T H dot Peabody, like little green P and body P E A B O D Y at i t x r e dot com is the best way. To get a
1: hold of me. Okay. So we'll put that in the show notes too. So, uh, so they can shoot you an email.
0: Perfect.
1: And, Perfect. um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have our, our full disclaimer on here, but I'll, I'll, uh, let me just, I'll, I'll throw out a little, a little mini one right here. Just, uh, uh, Seth is an accountant. I am not. And, uh, uh, but, the advice and the things that we're talking about today is impersonal. So don't go make any changes without checking in with your own attorney. So, or accountant, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, make sure that you do check in with your accountant to see what's applicable to your personal situation. Um, So you've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. We're going to go over to our uh, members only section here, and we've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, just uh, we hadn't talked about estate taxes. We'll we'll do that. I know we were going to talk about uh, private lending and how to reduce taxes on that. Try to, maybe try to get that over into uh, uh, out of the ordinary income tax. Of course, they just changed the rules on us, so uh, we, we're going to have to look at look at that a little bit. And uh, uh, we may even talk about conservation easements and some other things on, on the back end for our members only. Uh, section. So thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, we'd love to, uh, if you'd like to, to to learn more, if you'd like to come to uh, one of our meetings, uh, please check our website at highspeedalliance.com or highspeedpodcast.com to find out when our next meeting is. And uh, Seth, it's been a pleasure. Love talking taxes with you. Thanks for being thank here. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thanks for having me. I look forward to the next one, the, two, the 2.0, once we've finally figured out what these laws actually mean.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely, uh, we, there's, there's so much, we just, boy, we didn't even hardly put a dent in anything today. We just barely hit a couple of little topics, but, uh, we'll definitely have you back and we'll do another podcast, uh, maybe a couple months down the road, maybe, uh, maybe after April 15th and, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll know a lot more about it then than you do now. And, uh, we all will. So, uh, uh, you will definitely come back and circle around and do another one. So thanks, Seth. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for being here. And thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant. And I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, we want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, Our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, This is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you, and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.